Well, ESPN continues to be no fan of the Los Angeles Lakers, plus some newly revealed drama between two Laker players last season. There is a lot to cover tonight, so let's just jump right into it. What's up, Laker fam? Welcome to the Laker Hand podcast. I, of course, am Laker Hand. I am joined by the one, the only. Wait. You're not my favorite co-host tonight because you're actually not wearing my Laker hand shirt. I'm, I'm a little disappointed, but I still love him. I'll love him anyway. Laker dad. Dad, there's a lot to talk about. Let's just start with the big story of the day. ESPN comes out with their kind of grades of the team in their NBA offseason free agency signings. They gave the Lakers a C. Do you agree with this ranking of a C? You know, Hannah, I've noticed over the years that ESPN, with their various forecasts for the upcoming season, always seem to downplay the Lakers. They always seem to disparage the Lakers. And, 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 you know, I don't know if it's jealousy or whatever it may be. But yes, they came out with a C rating for the Lakers today. I think that's delusional, Hannah. What do you think? I think it's absolutely, I'm like trying not to laugh as I'm saying it, because I think it is absolutely crazy. When you look at what Rob Palinka did, I mean, in the first couple of just days, it was unbelievable, all of the signings. This team is going to have more Hall of Fame players on it than a team that I can remember in. So, I mean, there may be another team out there, but I, I can't remember another team that's going to have more Hall of Fame players on them than this current Lakers team. Yes, I understand maybe we're a little bit of an older team, but when you look at what we've got on our roster, the shooting, the talent, the the mix of the young guys as well. I don't understand. We have three superstars in LeBron James, Russell Westbrook, and Anthony freaking Davis. And all of a sudden, we have a C ranking. I mean, what do you, I mean, unbelievable. Well, again, they're repeating this tired dialogue already that somehow West, Russell Westbrook, who is a future Hall of Famer, who's averaged a triple-double in four of the last five seasons, somehow does not fit on the Los Angeles Lakers. I dispute that, Hannah. These guys are going to find a way to make it work. You know, you can't take a guy with as much talent as Russell Westbrook and, and say that somehow he was a bad signing. It, it just doesn't make sense. I know he's not the shooter that some people wanted, but the guy's going to take a lot of pressure off of LeBron James, and the guy is just a hard-driving, excellent player. I know he's capable of playing good defense when his mind puts his mind to it. I, I just think this is insane. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, obviously, when the reports came out initially that the Lakers were interested in Westbrook, I kind of shared a similar sentiment, just I was a little bit confused about how it would fit with LeBron and AD. But, of course, once the signing happened, you have to figure, obviously, these guys met. We know that he met with Anthony Davis in particular because they talked about it, how AD would be playing more of that five if he decided to come. Obviously, these three came together, decided they're going to do Whatever is best for that common goal of winning the NBA championship. Russell Westbrook wants to win a championship. Obviously, LeBron wants to win it. AD wants to get his second. I just think it's absolutely blasphemy. It's a big word tonight. Big word. I see the impression on your face. Blasphemy for these media journalists and people to just continue to say that Russell Westbrook was a bad signing. Going to go down as one of the best point guards in the league. It's just absolutely crazy. And then when you look at what the team, the rest of the team, you know, obviously if you say, okay, but Westbrook isn't a great shooter. Okay, but yeah, cool. We went out, we got Wayne Ellington, Trevor Ariza, Kent Bazemore. I mean, Carmelo Anthony. We went out and got all of these knockdown three-point shooters who throughout their entire career are known for literally just being great three-point shooters. I, I don't understand. 
You know, Hannah, uh, again, I have every confidence that these veterans are going to come together and they're going to work it out and they're going to make it work and it's going to be spectacular. My only concern about the Lakers is are they going to stay healthy? If they stay healthy, I have no doubts about it. Let's not forget Kendrick Nunn, who I'm very, very excited to see. If you were to ask me, what you know, what's one new player that I'm kind of excited to see? I just think this guy has a lot of potential upside. Remember, two seasons ago, only two seasons ago, he was first-team all-rookie and runner-up to Jean Morant for Rookie of the Year, ahead of Zion Williamson. This guy can play, Hannah. This guy is good. Again, I I like every move the Lakers made. I understand it's a veteran team. I understand they're older players. But, man, I can't remember any roster you know, right now, I guess we've got 13 players under contract. From 1 to 13, everybody, everybody can play. Everybody can contribute at a high level. There's no Robert Sacres or Ryan Kellys on this team, Hannah. No Troy Murphys either. Right. <laughs> I, I, you know, I try to wipe these names out of my mind. But, you know, you know what I'm talking about. I mean, most NBA teams, you know, the, the, the after the first 10 players, I mean, it's just a bunch of throwaway guys. There's no throwaways on this team. Every single guy is good. Every single guy can contribute at a high level. You know, it's hard to even know who's going to play, who's going to get the minutes. But this is a loaded, loaded team, Hannah. And I I mean, and Rob Palenka got every single one of them to take the veterans minimum. Everybody other than Kendrick Nunn, who got a modest mid-level exception. What a, what a performance by, by Rob uh, Palenka this offseason. And, you know, if he was anyone else's, any other team's general manager, he would have for sure been executive or general manager of the year. But, of course, because he's the Lakers, he's probably not going to get it again because these people just don't like to give the Lakers any credit. But you know what? At the end of the day, keep that talk once the season starts. Keep that talk once we're in the playoffs and the finals and uh, there's a parade in L.A. because we win another championship. That's all I've got to say. But, Dad, I want to move on because there was – some newly developments, some new developments today about a recent Laker player, Dennis Schroeder, and of course a former or current Laker player in Anthony Davis, some beef between the two guys. You know, apparently Anthony Davis didn't feel like Dennis Schroeder and him had good chemistry. He didn't like his passes. He didn't really like the way he played when he was on the floor with him. And he in particular can credit really this Rajon Rondo signing because it sounds like Anthony Davis obviously loves playing with Rajon Rondo. The two, even before AD was a Laker, the two played together um, in New Orleans for a season. So it's just interesting. Obviously, Schroeder is not a Laker currently anymore, but things just keep coming out that no one on this Lakers team really liked him. He was kind of a little bit of a cancer in the locker room and on the court. You know, Hannah, again, I don't want to bash Dennis Schroeder too much. I thought the guy played pretty well last season. You know, but I did notice a few things during the season. He, he was definitely looked to score first. He was not a playmaker. He was not a guy who, you know, was good at setting other people up. He wanted to score. That was his thing. And the Lakers obviously are going to prioritize playmaking this next year. I mean, after all, they got Anthony Davis and all these other great players. They're going to need some playmakers. And, and uh, you know, I, I don't think Dennis Schroeder is a great playmaker. Uh, Dennis Ron, uh, Rajon Rondo, of course, is a great playmaker, and I think that's the difference. I think, uh, you know, AD needs some guys to set him up a little bit around the rim and just didn't feel that Schroeder was that guy, and Rondo is. 
Yeah, exactly. Now, I want to talk a little bit about this Rajon Rondo signing, Dad. I mean, personally, I'm really excited about it. I know there were a ton of rumors that we were going to get Isaiah Thomas, maybe Darren Collison if he came back from retirement. Um, Obviously, maybe Patrick Beverly if he was bought out. There were a lot of guys named. And for a while, it, it really looked like we were going to be getting Isaiah Thomas, who I was not super hot about. A lot of people who I've asked really do like Isaiah Thomas. I personally am not the biggest fan of his. So I'm excited that we are bringing Rajon Rondo back. But I want to get your opinion on this you know do you think this was a good signing for the Lakers yeah I think the Lakers needed another playmaker Hannah it's a long season you know they do have older guys so guys are going to probably miss a little bit of time here and there and you know one of the great things about this when you do have a veteran roster you know you got a lot of depth and nobody's got more depth than the Lakers so you know nobody's going to have to play huge minutes this year you know they can even it out and certainly Rondo can be a great contributor and once the playoffs start you know, that's when I think Rondo's going to really step it up. Yeah, I completely agree with you. You know, playoff Rondo is a, is a completely different type of player than regular season Rondo. We've established that, especially in these last couple of years as his career has kind of come to an end here. So I also think it's interesting, you know, we, you keep mentioning Kendrick Nunn. I'm obviously very excited about him as well with these new things we've learned about him. And I think it's just becoming maybe more clear that they're looking for him to maybe play more of that shooting guard position for us. Yeah, um... I don't know, Hannah. I mean, I, it may very well be that during the season he is going to back up uh, Russell Westbrook at the at the point guard position, and then Rondo will be the third string. But there's, you know, I think Frank is going to find a way to play them all. You know, it's a long season. Guys are going to take a rest. I think everybody's going to contribute. You know, if everybody stays healthy, I think they're in great shape. But let me ask you another question, Hannah. We keep hearing rumors about the Lakers are looking for another center, maybe DeAndre Jordan. Now, that doesn't jump out at me as the, as, as the position they need to fill. Do you think that means they're going to part ways with, with, uh, with Gasol? You know, I think as the days continue to unfold here and more rumors continue to unfold as well, I think it's looking like Marc Gasol is probably not going to be returning next season. But, of course, you just never know for sure. Um, you know, I, I understand maybe where the Lakers don't necessarily need to get another big because we do have Dwight Howard. Even if Marc Gasol doesn't come back, I know AD is going to be playing more of the five this season. But I also wouldn't be mad about it because, of course, you know, injuries here. You just never know with Anthony Davis. Obviously, I'm keeping my fingers crossed, both fingers, all my toes, everything's crossed on my body that AD stays healthy. But, you know, if he doesn't, we may need another big man out there. I don't know if DeAndre Jordan is my first choice, though. I'm a little bit more excited about the possibility of DeMarcus Cousins, although I don't know if that's a, a huge possibility. I think if DeMarcus Cousins was going to be signed, it would have happened already, Hannah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, again, I think he had a disappointing season last year. He did stay relatively healthy. Um, I, I just don't think Cousins is the guy. I'm not saying I disagree with you, but I think that would have happened already. But it's just the mere fact the Lakers seem to be looking for another center leads me to think that they're at least thinking about moving on from Gasol. I completely agree. And you know, at the end of the day, the Lakers are definitely taking their time right now. They're not making any rash decisions. They're in no rush, which I personally like. And I have full faith in Rob Polink. I have really from day one and just continuing to watch him throughout these last couple of years. I know he will make the right decision for this Los Angeles Lakers team moving forward. Dad, I don't know about you, but I am just getting so fired up for the season to start. We are just less than a month away from training camp. So things are definitely moving very quickly here. We're probably going to have another Laker, Lakers signing relatively soon. So be on the lookout for that. But 
Anything else you want to mention in tonight's show? We got a lot to cover, my goodness. Well, remember, if the Lakers do part way with Marcus Gasol, they're going to find a center to replace him, and then they've still got another roster spot they're going to fill. I still think they're going to look for another forward and maybe another wing player, wing defender. So, again, there's going to be some intrigue in the next two or three weeks, I think, Hannah. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I think they're definitely going to leave one roster spot open, though, for the buyout market midway through the season. I think they're going to go into this. Everything that I've seen, I've read, and I've heard is that they're going to leave one roster spot available um, for the season and go into it with 14. Yeah, but if they replace Gasol, okay, that that's a new player, and that's the 13th guy. Remember the subtraction? Oh, Gasol. true, true, true. So there's, there's going to be, you know, if Gasol goes, there's going to be two more players coming. You're right. They're going to keep that 15th spot open. Again, I, I think maybe they're just kind of feeling out the situation with another center. Maybe they haven't decided yet, but certainly they must be thinking about it because we keep hearing about centers. Yeah, no, I mean, I definitely think the center position is the position that they're going for, but, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see. Things are probably going to happen, though, relatively quickly as we get closer. We are September 1st as we are recording this right now, so less than a month away from training camp, and I know my Laker fam is just as excited as I am to start this season Improve these ESPN analysts wrong that the Lakers do not deserve this C grading for the free agency signings. But again, I like this. I kind of like being the underdogs. Anything we all know, LeBron loves to use this as motivation for the season. So look forward to a very, very dominant season by King James. And I think that's going to be it for uh, tonight's show. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow me on my Twitter. My Twitter is at Hannah underscore Kulik. My Instagram is at Hannah Rose Kulik. Keep up with all things purple and gold. And of course, some fitness stuff. Because if you know me, you know I like to walk the walk. But I also like to squat the squat. Until next time, guys, Laker Hand is out. Bye, everyone.